Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So as I said at the beginning of Mass, today we celebrate the feast day of Our Lady Guadalupe, the patroness of the Americas, the patroness of the unborn. Pretty important feast day um, after the November election that we still call upon her intercession. So let me tell the story. I want to just kind of dive into her and this miracle, this apparition of Our Lady today. So she appeared, as you probably recall, to an Indian convert, Juan Diego, on his way walking to Mass. And through him, right, she manifested this miraculous apparition appearing on the tilma, the coarse cactus fiber garment that Juan Diego was wearing. He thought he was presenting this sign of roses, these Castilian roses that were growing unseasonally that time of year that had appeared on the top of Tepeyac Hill. He thought that that was the great sign. As he unfurled the tilma and the roses fell, the image appeared on the tilma. You know, it's pretty fascinating that before this moment, before Our Lady appeared, Catholic missionaries have been making, trying to make headway into the Americas, trying to make converts for decades at this, at this point, with very little success. Our Lady appears, Our Lady appears, and then for the next 10 years, about 3,000 people convert a day, every day, for the next 10 years. Mary's like, just step aside, guys, I got this, right? It's pretty fascinating that around the exact same time in Europe, or in Europe being embroiled in the Protestant Reformation, with just about as many people leaving the church in Europe, they're flooding into the church in Mexico at the exact same time. So the question might be, why did the Aztecs, why did the natives convert so rapidly and so quickly? What did they see? Part of what we have to understand is that the image itself is the miracle. The image itself is not a painting. There's a lot of people who still think the image is a painting or a rendering or it was done by human hands. It wasn't. There's no pigment known to man that is responsible for the image appearing on the tilma. The image itself is, it's like an active apparition. Mary is like continuously appearing on the image itself, which should have disintegrated hundreds of years ago. It's just made out of coarse cactus fibers, but you can go to Mexico City and still see it in display in the, in the basilica. The image, part of the reason why they converted was because of what they saw revealed in all of the symbolism. It's, it's a codex, really, right? The Aztecs were a, a hieroglyphic um, people. They spoke in symbolic language in that way. And the image is revealing all of those things, right? The language of the tilma, it untwists the lies that the Aztec culture was built upon. It really was a culture not unsimilar to ours, a culture of death. It was a culture of intense, intensely graphic pornographic imagery. Like I said, not a culture very unlike ours today. So Mary comes into that culture, into that scene 500 years ago, and she untwists what sin had twisted up, this image, their image of the culture. We need her to come in and do the same today, to untwist our culture of death and twist us back into a culture of life. So the image, what does it show? It shows the, the true victory of the true God. It shows the true victory of the true God. What you see is what you see in the book of Revelation. This woman clothed in the sun with the moon under her feet, 
covered in the stars, and this spoke directly into the cosmology of the Aztecs. And it revealed to them true worship. It revealed to them the true meaning of the body. The true meaning of the body, which is not death. The true meaning of worship, which is not human blood sacrifice. But the true meaning of the body is life and life-givingness. In fact, divine life. What they see in that image is Mary's body is filled with the fullness of divine life. They saw what was the destiny of every body. They see in that image, there's one of the, one of the symbols. Um, it's the symbol for civilization. It also looks like the human heart. I wish I had like a big image of it right here so I could point it out to you with like a laser pointer. But there's a symbol on... On her, on her garment that's the symbol of civilization and it's connected by what looks like this artery or like a, like a tube that connects to the blue outer garment, right? So the blue represents divinity and that symbol is civilization. So it's like this is how you build a civilization of life, right? All of these things, it might sound odd to us, but they saw this and they read it out of the tilma we see on her head, we see on her head this garment, like I said, that's teal and covered in the stars. That's a symbol of the heavens. And if you've ever been downtown Cleveland, if you've been to the cathedral, you look up to the ceiling of the cathedral, what do you see? It's this teal color covered in stars, right? That's not, that's not an accident. The interior garment that she's wearing, it's this, this earthy tone. It's a symbol of earth. So what you see is earth clothed in the heavens, earth clothed in the heavenly. She's got this cross necklace with like a little very subtle symbol of the cross, which was for the Aztecs a reminder of the religion of the, of the Spanish missionaries, that her God is their God, right? That's what they were reading out of that. And yet, you see her standing on the moon. She's in front of the sun. She's clothed in the stars. For the Aztecs, the sun, the moon, the stars, all these were divinities. And she's just standing on them, in front of them, wearing them. For them, that was a symbol of that she's superior to all of these things, and yet her head is bowed in worship. She is not the supreme God. She's not a goddess. Like, she is in worship. And in her hands, right, her hands are folded. You can see this little, it's like a little maraca shaker, what is she doing? She's got her knees bent in front of her. She's doing this Aztec victory dance. She's doing an Aztec victory dance. She's the dancing queen, right? She's the dancing queen. If you look at the bottom of the image, you see an angel. And in one hand of the angel, it's holding on to the blue part of her garment. The other hand, he's holding on to the, the earthen color part of her garment. What, you, what do you see there? You see an image of the Annunciation that the visitation of Gabriel brings together in this woman heaven and earth in her womb. If you look at her hair, the way that her hair is depicted, parted down the middle, that's the way that unmarried women in the Aztec culture would wear their hair. Virgins would wear their hair. And yet across her belly is this black sash, which was what Aztec women would wear when they were pregnant. And right above her womb is this little four-petaled flower, which was a symbol of divinity. So if you're an Aztec, if you're looking at this image, what do you see? You see virgin pregnant with God. 
that's what you see. Pretty unbelievable. <laughs> Pretty unbelievable. We need Our Lady. We need, in particular, Our Lady Guadalupe. She is, like I've said on the Immaculate Conception, she is the crusher of heresies. She is the one who, like a, an extremely graphic culture of death, was once converted through Our Lady's intercession. Let's call upon Our Lady again today to pray for us, to pray for our, our city, to pray for our state, to pray for our country, to pray for our world, that again this culture of death would be thrown down and that the culture of life would triumph. Amen.